Yeah, nice to have you back with us, Racing HQ. We're about to speak to Robbie Lang. Just trying to find a grab. When we had Neville Morgan, of course, Neville Morgan's one of Queensland's biggest owners, all the K horses that he's raced over the years. They didn't all start with K, uh, including Rangi Rangdu. But Neville had an interest in a horse called Sir Pentire. And we'll never forget this remarkable, and that's what it was, remarkable training effort by Robbie Lang to get the horse to win. First up, 33 jumps, a couple of miles, was a 5,500 metres, and the horse got the money. I've just found a couple of comments from Neville Morgan before Robbie Lang joins us. Yeah, Robbie's a very interesting character. He is. He's a really, really good trainer, a really good bloke. But he he hadn't mastered the use of the uh, mobile phone at those days. In those days, so so I um, I had trouble communicating with Robbie. And as I said, fantastic bloke, fantastic trainer. Um, but with this particular horse, he was he. I basically thought he'd been retired. He did attend him, did he? He did attend him, and you know he was two year, He was eighteen months into his retirement. Well, I thought his retirement. <laughs> and Robbie said, he said, I think we can win the grand annual with this horse. I said, mate, that's, you know, I don't, I don't know how many jumps, maybe 45. Yeah, it's 5,500. Yeah, it? something like that. Yeah. And anyway, getting closer to it, he said that, um, no, you should come down. He'll win. I said, well, how, how can he win? He hasn't, hasn't had a run for two years. It was unheard of. No one, no one has ever gone into a grand annual after, after two years on the sideline. Cut a long story short, I decided to drive down on the day, on the day before the race. Uh, he was 50 to 1, 60 to 1, and Robbie convinced me to have a bet, which I, I did. I just sort of started putting little bits on, on that night, and then, and he, uh, by the time I got, I, I, I thought Warrnambool was just past Geelong. Mm. But unfortunately, Warrnambool's closer to Adelaide than it is to yeah, Melbourne. The Great Ocean Road. <laughs> so, so I'm driving along and <laughs> try, get there. thinking, when am I going to get there? I stopped at a pub and I thought, well, I better have some more on him here now. I think I think the the, the, the official flux were 50s into or 60s into 10s. And it was just, I think he won by eight lengths. Yes. It was just... Started 17 officially. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you eventually made it to the track? I got there about <laughs> 2 o'clock. Yeah, 2 o'clock. So um, with a couple of stops along the way for a... And I was by myself, actually, because my wife, she said, I'm not going to Warrnambool. So, uh, mm. uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a great day. And, 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 and Robbie was good, i got to say, at, at pulling off plunges. 11 and a half he won by that particular day. Yeah. And yeah. the jockey there, of course, he's a character himself, uh, W. Williams. That's right, yeah. Billy Williams. Billy Williams, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that no, was a great day. Yeah. Neville said he had that much money, he was shoving it into his pocket. Robbie Lang, they were good days, weren't they? Yeah, fantastic. And I can remember Nev coming into the mailing yard and... He was a bit hot under the collar because, as you just said, he didn't realise it was such a long drive. And uh, yeah, he had a horse in early in the day called the Marais, and uh, he missed it run, fortunately, because it missed a place. And he said, "You still think you'll win?" And I said, "Yep." He said, "Is that a bookmaker there, opposite the winning post? There was a bookmaker in amongst the crowd." And I said, "Yep." And he put his uh, binoculars up. He said, "Oh, he's fifteen to one." So typical of Nev, he went out and he had a thousand on and gave me the ticket. He said, uh, there you go. If, if you're confident it can win, there's something for you. And, uh, yeah, when, when he did, uh, he said to someone yesterday, if it had been six kilometres the race, he would have won by half a furlong. He was so strong at the end of the race and uh, he gave nothing nothing else a chance. In fact, Al Gahood, who won the next two, 
he made him look uh, second class. But anyway, they were those. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the best training efforts in the modern era for sure. The horse tendon injury, two years first up, 5,500 metres, 33 jumps, and he won by 12 that particular day at Warrnambool. Extraordinary. Yeah, we got it right that day. Actually, yeah. it was when uh, the Fred Hoisted Awards had sort of come into vogue and uh, they decided uh, having a monthly winner made it too long a night, you know, 12 contestants up there on the at, on the Palladium. So they cut it into every second month so there'd be six trainers up there on, on the stage of the Palladium. So um, we didn't know how the uh, year was going to transpire, but uh, I had four winners at... Uh, Sandown in December and four at Geelong in January. So I was lucky enough to win December, January's award. So give me one, I was going to be one of the six trainers. And then uh, April, May, well, obviously I won won that um, two-month period with Sir Pentire. And then June, July came along and Mazzacano, who hadn't raced for exactly the same program as Sir Pentire, he had 75 kilos, hadn't raced for two years. He had a terrible, uh, he'd ruptured his tendon. Anyway, he strolled in. He won the Australian steeple first up. And I won June, July. So uh, uh, <laughs> Fred Hoisted night, the final, were up on the stage. Three Robbie Langs and three other trainers. And I still didn't win it. <laughs> no, who won it? A <laughs> uh, young fella called uh, Cummings, Bart Cummings. Um, he won it with you. He won the Melbourne Cup, and I said to one of the scribes, I said, I read that you gave that uh, your vote was for Bart to win the Fred Hoiston. He said, oh, yeah. He said, well, Warrnambool's a, a country town, and Melbourne Cup's the Melbourne Cup, and he beats the best trainers in the world. And I said, well, going forward, you might as well just give the winner of the Melbourne Cup to Fred Hoiston because there's going to be a lot of overseas trainers competing going forward. And uh, But they did make up a... Um, special award for the night called the most extraordinary moment in racing and uh, that was probably set aside for Sir Pentire and I won that. (laughs) Yeah. I said to Neville, I didn't play it in the interview there, but on the day when we did that outside broadcast when he was our special guest recently, I did say to him, like, can you imagine like someone ringing you on the phone and saying, oh, look, I've got a tip for you at Warrnambool at the carnival. Oh, yeah, which is it? Uh, a horse called Sir Pentire hasn't raced for two years off a tendon injury, 5,500 metres. <laughs> you would have said, oh, come on. Hey, have you had too much to drink at the, the Whalers the night before? Seriously. Yeah, well, I reckon uh, the information he got a few weeks before, after he'd really started to hit his straps, and that was when I say hit his straps, he was winning the hurdle trial at 9 o'clock over 2,800 and then stepping out in the steeple trial over the same trip three hours later and winning that. So he was right on the song. And I got my wife at the time, Rachel, I said, send Nev an email. I said, I want it to go something like this. Make sure you're at Warnable to see your horse create history. I'm pretty sure that's what it did say. <laughs> and Nev picked up the phone. It must have been one of those rare moments that I answered it. And uh, he goes, I want, I want some of that stuff that you're on. <laughs> and I said, oh, you're in a set-out landish. He said, he can't win that, can he? I said, yeah, yeah, he'll win. 
<laughs> I was just thinking, imagine if Rick McIntosh was calling then. He would have blown a gasket. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. He would have got to the finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they were great days. Mm. Uh, just as I said, that's something they can't take away from you, what you're able to do that particular day. We know you've been to Helen back and the ups and downs, and I'm just saying you're a resilient bugger. And how many have you got in work now, Robbie? I've only got 12 in work. Yeah, not popular at the moment, but... Um, second generation horse person. I know how racing swings, you know, with uh, pop- popularity contest. And uh, if you're a stallion, you need to have a lot of winners in June, July coming up to the season. And if you're a trainer, you need to win the uh, Saturday races and features. I obviously uh, still know how to feed and how to train. But anyway, we'll see how we go. I'm a, I'm a very youthful 64. Don't drink, don't smoke, and just dedicated to horses. So got something going for me, I suppose. How low did it get during that time? I remember you were, you know, I think you had to borrow a vehicle and sleeping in your car at one stage. Oh, look, it's not much better at the moment. Um, still got the borrowed vehicle. Uh, thank, thankfully, Rick Smith, uh, Mr PFD Foods, he's one of the uh, three uh, chaps that's um, um, strutted me up to get me licence back and uh, Rick uh, funded the uh, uh, ute and I've still got the ute, and I'm still in the spare room at Mum and Dad's. Uh, luckily, there Eddie, uh, he's 93, and Mum's 90, and uh, uh, luckily they're around. Otherwise, uh, I would be in the, in the bus shelter. But uh, uh, I've always been a positive sort of a person all my life. Um, you know, imagine saying to parents of a child uh, with a terminal illness, uh, spare a thought for Robbie Lang. He he's not training racehorses at the moment. You know pales into insignificance, really. A lot of your friends dry up too when you're not on the limelight. I've heard that plenty of times over the years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah even some of the ones I've won group races for, uh, yeah, they sort of tiptoe around me at the races. I'm not, it's like I've, uh, yeah, uh, been, been in boob for murder or something. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair weather friends, I think they're called, uh, Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where did you find this guy? He can gallop, can't he? This uh, El Soliado that's running today at Sandown Race 8, one of the fancies, Craig Williams. Yeah, well, um, Colleen and Kevin Bamford, they joined the Lang Stable in the mid-'80s with Eddie. Had a horse called Hennessy Road, and uh, their love of trotting sort of blended with Rachel's family being trotters and uh, um, a friend in common in Brian Gaff. And uh, I, I left a message on Kevin's mobile back in 2005 and said, I know you like having a runner in the Melbourne Cup. Would you be interested in a little share in the old warrior? The owner's hit hard times. He's got to sell Roman Arch. And Kevin rang that night. He said, what do you want for a Ted share? And I said, 10 grand. He said, yeah, we're in. And lo and behold, six, six weeks later, there he is winning the Australian Cup. So... Um, Kevin and Colleen have always had a soft spot for me. And, uh, yeah, about 18 months ago, Colleen rang and she said this big horse, uh, he was withdrawn from the Vobus Gold sale, had a bit of an injury, needed time. Would you like to break him in? So I broke him in and oh, I think it was only six and a half, seven weeks later, I said, I'm going to trial this horse on Monday. It's going to really gallop. And uh, he won a couple of trials. He got, it was over the top when he ran uh, unplaced behind Duel at Flemington but uh, next time in over summer, geez, 4th of Mooney Valley was outstanding 2nd of Gringotts was as good Yeah, 2nd of Gringotts and a maiden, that's turned out alright Yeah, then he should have nearly won that uh, 
very rich three-year-old race. He was off the track into on a trip, beaten two and a half, run seventh, and he strung two together. Very light in condition. All was growing this time in. Uh, 16-3. Still got a little way to go, but he's a beautiful uh, actioned horse. Uh, it's probably the only thing that worries me today. If it gets, it's raining now, if it gets into the heavy range, sometimes horses with a big action, they, they uh, pull up a bit. Um to make themselves uh, safe. So, um, yeah, very unlucky first up. Then, yeah, the, um, the alley cost him there, didn't it? Yeah, he went back to last and then he went to hook out at the 600. There was nothing <laughs> where he wanted to go. Three and four deep was a traffic jam. So Craig went back to the inside and oh, he made up six lengths in the last 400, uh, galloped over the top of them. So today... You don't have those bad luck stories at Sandown. Um, I, I think there's only 10 left in it. He lobs fourth, fifth. Uh, by that time of the day, down the outside will be the place to be. And where he's drawn, I can't see why he shouldn't be joining in at the 200, yeah. No, he's a nice horse, all right. He's at El Soliado uh, by Toronado. We're talking about Sandown today, race eight, number nine. $3.50 the win. And a dollar fifty-five. Craig Williams second up. He's flashy too. He's got the big white socks. Yeah, very Toronado-ish. And then his mother, she's by, you know, was one of the best staying stallions in the world in Monsum. Uh, so Fiorente and protectionist uh, Almain and the name of few. Um, so obviously he's got his dash from dad. But uh, yeah, look, he might he might get out to a mile later. Yeah, just back to that Neville Morgan when, you know, he put the ticket on for you and never won all that money. What was it like just after the race? I mean, you just would have been, just would have been hard to even... Well, there is a, there is some footage in the grandstand and... and uh, <laughs> they give I've you a bear hug? I've, I've got, yeah, I've got my wife on my left and I've got Nev <laughs> on the right and um, you're thinking to yourself later in life, maybe I should have turned and give the wife a hug. I'm on TV hugging Nev. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been just an extraordinary feeling, you know, and just what, what was going through your mind that you're able to pull it off and you told people that you thought it would be able to win and never bet accordingly, just on those special days, as I said. Yeah, yeah, the day we got it right. Because you know, earlier on, I'd had a horse with uh, good jumping ability for Nev. Uh, he, he came down with three or four duck eggs. He'd lost his way uh, up your way and he went on the flat. And then he was as looming as a Grand National Hurdle chance and went a miss. A big horse called the Grouch. Uh, that was Dan's horse too. Yeah, used to be a lot, of, a lot of ten belows from Queensland that used to perform well over the jumps many years ago. Greg Manson was involved, and anyway, it's lovely to touch base. Good luck with El Soliado today, Robbie. Race eight, number nine. I'll be cheering for it. Great, thanks for having us on, Steve. As Thank I said, you. lovely to have you back uh, in the form guide again. To run past me, I knew which one it would be. Sir Pintyre's got up on the inside, and Sir Pintyre, magnificent victory. Last night, I said. Uh, could be a career-turning racist. I said, I'll either look the biggest dickhead in Australia <laughs> or I'll look like I can train a little bit. Anyway, he won by 12. Uh, that had been 6,000 metres. He would have won by half a furlong. He was so strong at the finish. I'm not scared to do things a bit different, you know, just back yourself. I knew the horse was coming up good. You can tell by the way they pull up. Like on the Tuesday morning before the Grand Annually, he bowled twice around the big sand at four o'clock. Wouldn't blow a candle out.